0: Hello, podcast community. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode one. This is kind of our intro podcast to say hello to everyone. And you get to know a little bit more about myself, Eric, and Michelle. And hopefully you enjoy this episode, which was recorded specifically for the wisdom community You can download the Wisdom app for both iPhone as well as Android. And now on to the show. Hello, Wisdom Community. This is Eric from the What He Said She Said podcast. And today I have Michelle with me. Michelle, say hello.
1: Hey guys, how are you?
0: So I'm wondering if anyone out there in the Wisdom community is dating either in your 40s, 50s, or 60s. Obviously, we have a plethora of dating apps available to us and whether we're swiping right or swiping left, who knows? There are so many different applications available, whether you're using Match or Bumble or Tinder or OkCupid. And I recently looked on the Apple App Center and I couldn't believe how many different dating apps there were. I mean, there must've been at least 20 or 30 dating apps out there. Some of them I've absolutely never heard of. Some of them sound interesting. Some of them sound frightening. Um, I'm wondering what the community as a whole is seeing out there as far as dating apps and what has been your experiences, good, bad, and ugly. We've heard all the different stories from our friends and family. I'm kind of curious if anyone out there in the wisdom community is willing to is willing to jump on and say, hello. Oh, there's Kristen Brown. Hello, Kristen Brown. Still kind of figuring out the app here. So Michelle, what is your your experience? Michelle is a transplant to Southern California. I grew up here in Southern California. She came from Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, Philly area.
0: So what was it like when you came West to Huntington Beach? What was it like as far as dating and meeting people, and what was your experience like?
1: <laughs> All right. So in Pennsylvania, I was on Zeusk
0: and, and Zeus. Match. Okay.
1: Those were the two that I used. And I would have to say back east, I liked Zeusk better. Um, I did not renew that one when I got out to Southern California. I was on Match and Fitness Singles and bumble but i was paying for the premium bumble the
0: premium bumble which i
1: didn't even know that there was a free thing it was my 25 year old daughter that was like oh mom you don't have to pay for that
0: that's kind of curious (laughs) i'm wondering oh we don't want to share that let's see what are we writing here okay we're not no we're not going to meet the mic (laughs) i'm still
1: Eric's pushing all kinds of buttons I,
0: out here. I, I, well, this is our this is our first <laughs> time around the block, so we really enjoy the Wisdom Community. And it seems like there's quite a diversity of voices out there, and we just kind of wanted to throw our hat in the ring and say hello to everyone. And I've been divorced for five years, and I've tried a lot of different dating apps. Uh, been actually relatively successful in terms of meeting good people. I guess maybe I'm a little more discerning. Um, whenever I talk to my female friends, the horror stories of people they've met, um, one of the things often is well, the photographs that were on the dating app versus the person that actually arrived were two completely different people.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I definitely recall, that really hasn't happened to me too much, but I definitely recall a time when I went out with a gal and she was a real estate agent. And all she had was her professional photos. And so everything was very Photoshopped and retouched and she was in a nice business suit. And the lady who showed up, super nice person. She had to be at least 65 years old, I wanna say. I'm 56, at that time I was probably 51, 52. So a little bit of an age disparity. Again, she was a super nice person, but definitely, definitely wasn't uh, the person I expected to arrive.
1: That's pretty funny. It was yeah. pretty funny. I had that happen really just once. The funniest, well, one of the funniest stories for me for Back East, it was the very first date that I went on and um, I show up and I meet this guy, we're sitting down at a bar restaurant and I said, you, wait, you went to Methacton? So we were talking about our high schools. Turns out that he was the brother of one of my very best friends that I went to school with, went to college with i mean it was pretty crazy and he he was like the college dropout and uh he wound up telling me like pretty much his entire high school story a little bit of college i think he flunked out of college not that there's anything wrong with that whatever but he was like living in his athletic days (laughs) and it was just very funny because he kept going back to that pretty much the next few times, I don't think we went on a date again, but I actually went path to come and do a landscaping. So just like you, <laughs> I ended up meeting a lot of people that were like, either I called them for a business uh-huh. or something that they did, or got some kind of referral from them, or we became friends.
0: That's good though.
1: Never made that connection Okay. on an app.
0: On a side note, I just want to say, Eric and Michelle, we are not dating. We are just friends. We met in the cycling community. So the biggest reason we wanted to bring a podcast, I looked out at the landscape of podcasts that are currently out there, some 40s and 50s dating. It seemed like it is predominantly women who are talking to each other, sipping wine and telling horror stories, which they have. Unfortunately, hundreds of.
1: Oh, I could get some wine. <laughs>
0: you could get some wine. <laughs> the wine, the wine I might make wine. the wine might make things a little bit better. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely loosen up the stories, but it. And I thought it'd be interesting to have both a male and female perspective. Uh, I'm 56, and I think Michelle is in her 50s as well. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. no need to tell. So we'll just be, don't need to tell the exact exact age. I. I do, I am lucky. I have I have good genetics, and and one of the things that's actually happened to me. And I've tried you know different dating apps, whether it's Match or Bumble. I do like Bumble from the perspective that the woman has to reach out to the men first. Mm. That seems like I'm sure that seems like a much better thing. Is like okay, I'm going to send my information. I'm going to send her a little message, and hopefully, if if things start to click with her, she'll go, okay. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna message this guy back.
1: But wait, she has to swipe first on Bumble. No, I right?
0: can I can swipe and maybe leave her a little message, but she has to swipe right also in order for us to even communicate oh, with each other. Oh I
1: didn't even think that that was possible. I thought the woman no, had to swipe that, first.
0: That's one that's one of the mm-hmm. that's one of the things where I I like Bumble as a man because the person who might be swiping right, it's not like someone on Tinder who's just swiping right until basically they get cut off by Tinder saying, okay, you've already swiped a hundred profiles, right? You're obviously not looking at any of these photos or profiles. You're just swiping, right? So that it's one of the ways, one of the reasons I like Bumble, Bumble is, you know, the, the woman has to decide whether she wants to contact you or not. And that's where I think, you know, actually writing a profile versus just saying hi and having, reasonably good photographs, Um, you know, on my profile, there are no bathroom selfie photographs.
1: Wait, how about (laughs) on the pillow?
0: (laughs) No, on no, bed, no, on the pillow. With no shirt. No, no.
1: on the pillow, <laughs> with your arm just cascading off to the side. Oh, no, just it.
0: cascading off to the side. Yeah, no. As if. there are no.
1: There's, there's... The woman's head is going to be laying there, but it's really your yeah. dog or your cat. Yeah, you know,
0: I've even <laughs> I've even heard stories about people who will borrow their friends' dogs, you know, for like their dating profile yes, photos. For I've heard,
1: photos. I've
0: actually I've had that happen before where people borrow a dog or borrow a cat or borrow whatever for, for a dating profile. I mean, I've actually encountered profiles where you can see that this one person took all their dating profile pictures at like one park. And it's all <laughs> like professionally done. Like they hired a professional did photographer. she
1: change outfits?
0: She did change outfits. Ah, they see? did change I'm like going. But the background is all the same in every one of these photos. So, like, one, she's like, you know, in her athletic gear. She's like all sporty. And then she's in a dress. And then, you know, she's got the business attire with the glasses kind of leaning down. You know, she's sitting
1: at a park bench. I actually did that for my business. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you hire a photographer, you got to do that. Well, well, of course.
0: But, I mean, to to actually go to the lengths of hiring, (laughs) A professional <laughs> photographer for a dating profile seems a little extreme, but little but extreme. They, it is a little extreme. But you know, it's much better than the ones where there's like one photograph, it's a little bit fuzzy, and maybe they have sunglasses on, and you're kind of like, What is this person hiding? Right. Like what is going what is going on where they think. This is the this is the catnip that is going to get the or kitty back The gra- blurry
1: picture. The, the blurry. Or fo- why do they put the same picture on there twice?
0: Oh, they'll put the same photo the twice. Same
1: photo twice, <laughs> and they're both blurry. Yes.
0: So that was Daisy um, Michelle's dog. <laughs> <laughs> she heard the door open, so she she ran off it, which is actually a good thing. And but yeah, the photograph seem to be a, a little point of contention because we have technology available to us where we can take amazing photographs. I mean, it's, I don't care if you have an iPhone or an Android phone that's five years old. I look back at some of the pictures I took back then and they're perfectly clear, perfectly fine. I'm like, are they still using like a 110 Instamatic
1: when they're taking their You know what they're probably doing? Like a really far away photo that they um, edit to make it close.
0: Maybe. Oh, yeah, it, that's, that's true. It
1: distorts can, the pixels. Yeah.
0: The, my favorite one recently, there was one photograph. It was a family photo, and there was at least 12 people uh, in yes. the photo. So how do you and know I'm, which going, one? I'm like, going, hmm, is this multiple choice? Do I actually get to choose who I get to date? And you're sitting there going, okay, so this person said that they're 50, so I can eliminate grandma, I can eliminate the little kids. It's like, okay,
1: which yeah but let's which, talk about that which let's, one? let's talk about that can you really because how many times have you had somebody um post their age as 50 but they're really 60 so you're looking at their photo and their their profile says they're a certain age but you look at their photo and you're like okay not so sure about that and then when you meet them they are definitely not their age.
0: Definitely not their age.
1: Or you go out a couple times, and then you find out on their Strava. <laughs> on <a> Strava, <laughs> <laughs> that they uh, hit their 60th birthday. But when you met them, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm 55." Uh, for My those total. of you who
0: might, Michelle <laughs> and I both ride bikes, um, and Strava is an application for people who run or hike or ride bicycles and it basically keeps track of your mileage and there's actually a big thing in the cycling community like when you hit a milestone age whether it's 50 or 55 or 60 is that you ride your age so the last time we had a a long ride our friend earl had just turned 70 and so he was going to ride 70 miles for his 70th birthday and so that that's a big thing in the cycling community but Sometimes when someone says, Hmm, I'm 50 and then they are, Oh, I just did my 60 miles for my 60th birthday. And you're like going, Hey, okay. The evidence, the evidence is pointing to you might be a little bit closer to retirement age than I thought. So I was actually having a conversation earlier with Michelle about a lot of dating profiles are, I kind of classify them as I want to. So, it's like you'll you'll see a dating profile, and if you're you're active, like both of us are, you know, you want to see like hiking or running, or maybe they're a triathlete, or maybe they ride their bike, or, or they go to the gym at least. Michelle is a fitness trainer, so she's definitely looking for a person who's athletic and likes to be active. And so I always look at profiles, and it'll I think in Southern California by default you have to put hiking. I think it's mandated by Governor Newsom by law that you have to actually put hiking on every profile because it seems like every profile I come across, hiking is always one of the things that happens.
1: On OK Cupid too or just on fitness singles?
0: No, everyone. It's like you go through any female's profile and it seems if they're in their 40s or 50s, they're all hiking. I think they're all hiking with their girlfriends, but. The thing that I've Hike, been
1: hiking might be like a walk on the beach. hiking
0: here. might be a walk <laughs> at crystal <laughs> cove, a walk, a walk, on a, the walk Strand. a walk on crystal cove, you know, might have to use the, the elevator, to get to the top side of PCH or something. But I, I always look at sometimes these profiles when you actually communicate with them or talk with them, these are like wish lists. Yeah. And, and the wish and the wish list sometimes is long. And so, and then you'll, You'll inquire saying, Hey, what was the, oh, well, I see you have hiking as like your number one thing. What was the last time you went hiking? And when you actually talk to them, they'll go, Well, it's been a couple of years since I've been hiking. And it's like, Okay, uh, I see that you like to camp. Uh, well, like, last time I camped, I was a teenager. and And it's just like, Okay, so this is a wish list.
1: Or do you think it's a wish list or do you think it's people that are actually trying to, um, fill out their profile with, um, you know, different things that they've done in the past so that it makes them look like they're active. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, because why would you want to try to match up with somebody if you have no desire to camp? Because you've only camped once in your lifetime, I don't know if that's a wish list or just like, "Hey, look what I can do."
0: Well, the thing—the thing that I've encountered over and over again is camping is tricky because there's a lot of people that like to glamp, which means you know they either have a travel trailer or they have an RV. That seems to be a very popular thing.
1: Not an air mattress in the back of a jeep. Not a,
0: well. <laughs> I do an air mattress in a tent. As I've gotten older, I've learned that air mattress will definitely keep you warmer and you don't wake up with that sore shoulder going, man, I slept on a giant boulder last night. So one of the funny stories was uh, one of our cycling group has a trip to Mammoth every summer. And one year I went up there and I've got my air mattress and so I start pumping up my air mattress. I've got about 20 or 30 of my friends around and they're calling me wimp. They're calling me every name in the book. Oh, air mattress. And then of course, the next morning I wake up, woo, I'm, I'm completely rested. I'm ready to go on a mountain bike ride. And then they're waking up going, man, my shoulder is sore. My leg is sore. Oh, what happened? What did I What did I sleep on? The following year, I get to the campground and all of a sudden I hear, I hear the little air pump. For all the air mattresses, I'm like, those dogs, they actually are all using air mattresses Slay this year.
1: Trendsetter. Yeah. I, anyway.
0: was, I don't think it was a, I was was a trendsetter, but it was definitely a situation where, you know, as we get older, sometimes creature comforts when we're
1: Heck quote yeah. unquote
0: roughing it is is a nice thing. Yeah, so I
1: don't know about that. I don't know if that's a wish a wish list or is it um this is this is what I've done before. If it was once or twice, just to get the potential suitor, <laughs> the, the not, potential date, the potential free dinner.
0: You know, I see on the Wisdom app it says "ask guests to join," and there's like a little sleepy. There's like a little sleepy guy there, and I don't know if we have to engage it or if guests have to come on through the app and ask to join.
1: Right. 'll we'll be we'll be right there. We'll be
0: right back we're gonna we're gonna so we were just testing we we're just testing the app. I had Michelle send me a request to join me just to make sure that that functionality was working. I'm just wondering if anyone out there in the wisdom community has done online dating and would be willing to talk to Michelle and I. and what are your experiences? what is what are the things that you like about online dating? It seems like when I ask that question of people, there are very few people who really like online dating. The opposite seems to be the predominant thought is that, you know, online dating is is awful (laughs) online dating. You know, it's like, I've, I've met some good people, but it seems like most of the people out there are telling half truths. They're a little scammy. It's like, what are people's experiences with the online dating community? And again, this is just our intro podcast. We just wanted to say hello to the wisdom community, and hopefully we can be on about once a week or maybe a little more frequently and we'll have different topics of conversation and we'll put that in the headers so that, you know, people can come on with their thoughts and ideas, but you know, overall, How many years has it been since you've started online dating?
1: Okay. So my ex partner moved out in December of 2018. So it was probably. So about three, three, so about three years. Yeah. Okay. And I think I've tried, like I said, maybe five different apps, right. But on and off. And usually we were talking about this earlier, but usually I'll do like a six month thing. But now, we, yeah. I mean, totally, that is not the way to do it. Yes, you save money, but man, it can be, it yeah, can be a little. When I,
0: when I first met Michelle last year, uh, we we were always kind of joking, you know, cause I was on match at that time and, and her and one of our friends were like, Give us your phone. Let let's see your profile. And they're they're going through my photos and they're reading my profile and they're going, oh, okay, that actually sounds pretty good. And they were joking to me about like, where's the shirtless bathroom selfie? It's like, yeah. I go, I don't have one of those. Wait, but do
1: you have a carpet?
0: I do not have, a carpet. Do not I do have not, a carpet. I do not have a carpet. That's
1: the other one. So I think. It's the I
0: well, the closest I have to that, I think I have a picture of me, like holding my bike or standing over my bicycle i think i have one of those but that's a, no car pick
1: oh my probably one of my other favorites was this dude laying in a laze, a uh, chase lounger <laughs> right and he's he's got one leg extended and his other knee is bent so you can visibly see his entire package his entire
0: well he was he was he was saying how proud he was of his of his package
1: oh my god gosh that was another that was another bad one or the
0: um and they actually allowed that photo on
1: huh? well i mean he wasn't he had shorts on oh oh he, oh, he
0: they was were really he like... was exhibiting he was exhibiting whether he was uh cut or uncut
1: <laughs> i believe so I oh believe my goodness so. it's like yeah the stories go on and on the stories. i think this will be super entertaining
0: this i recently saw a, a an instagram live from a gal who obviously does online dating. I think she's in her 50s. And so she started talking, chit chatting with this guy, and they get to a point and they actually exchange numbers. And then it turns out that the phone number was already in her phone under, like, and she had titled it Loser Mike, Do Not Date. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and then so she had made a second go around for Mike obviously she had completely forgotten Forgot. who this guy was and so she said i think her exact comment was okay this is my past self looking after my future self so she had put him in the phone as like loser mike do oh, not date
1: i had a drunk bill but drunk bill i didn't even meet him on he asked. I was going to ride my bike. I parked my car. It turned out he was from the same state. So he sees my plate that says Pennsylvania and he goes, Hey, I went I grew up in Pennsylvania. He grew up like three hours from me and he goes, We should get together sometime and talk about so you, drunk, know, all you, you, met, really.
0: you met Drunk Bill in the wild. You met him at the beach?
1: No, I met him. He he's like this ultra marathoner cycling dude that does all these crazy Competitions, including triathlons, like the long ones, right? And so, I he leaves his message. I come back from my bike ride. He had already left. He leaves me a note with his number under my oh, my windshield wiper. Okay,
0: that's that's slick.
1: He's <laughs>
0: taking initiative. Okay,
1: so, so I got his number. I shoot him a quick text. I'm like, hey, it's Michelle. And uh, so he texts me. I think it was the next that Saturday. He's like, hey. I'm at my friend's house in Belmont Shores because he would always swim there to yeah, yeah. practice for his triathlons. He goes, I'm heading out to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Lakers game. So I go over there, and during this time frame, I was doing this 90-day challenge. So I wasn't drinking. I wasn't eating out. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go meet this guy, right? So we're sitting at the bar. I'm drinking my uh, soda water, <clears throat> and he is slamming beers, like boom, boom, boom. I think in like an hour and a half, when we were talking, he must have drank at least six or seven pints of beer. Did the
0: did the language get more colorful as Actually, the beer? Sure, he
1: wasn't bad, but the story gets better. So the next so he was day, a, he
0: was an experienced beer drinker. Very
1: much so. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> this guy's putting it away, right? So then we go. Um, I tell him that I'm going to this place the next day, and um, it's an outdoor venue where you can roll up on bikes. It's right on the Strand. I know exactly
0: it's, where it is. No, so, just, just near Sunset Beach, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sitting there at a the picnic table with my dog and one of my friends and her dog. And we <laughs> we're we listening to the music. It's like reggae. I told my kids to come down. Well, I la- I glance over on the other side of the And, dr- and, and drunk, drunk, there? <laughs> <there's> drunk Bill is there? There is Drunk Bill. <laughs> and he's got a plastic bag of beers, right? So, so he,
0: he, he's come, he comes to the to the uh, oh, music no. event pre-packed, no. pre-loaded. No,
1: no, no. Gets better, gets better. So I'm like, hey, not thinking that he's really drunk Bill yet. <clears throat> You're saying so,
0: maybe he just had a bad day and needed a few extra beers.
1: <laughs> so he comes around. He sits down with us and he had bought, you could buy like a bucket, but instead of giving the bucket because he went outside, They stuck him in a bag. So it was like eight beers for 40 bucks, which five bucks a beer. You're at the beach, right? At the beach, not bad. music, but he was complaining. Didn't offer anybody one of his (laughs) beers. And again, just started slamming these beers, right? So my kids wind up showing up with their friends. Oh, no. No, They're all 21, whatever. This guy is getting more visibly drunk as the time so, goes So on. the eight
0: beers in the bag he's all of a sudden gone, became four.
1: down to nothing. <laughs> okay. Right?
0: So and he, he might have had a little something before you got there. And then the eight. Well, that's... he was
1: on a bike bar beer tour.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so this was not his first stop. And it wasn't his last stop because <laughs> after he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the next bar. He gets up and he is stumbling around to to get on his bike to go to the next bar because he still had more bars to visit on his bar tour. So anyway,
0: so here in Southern California, Drug we actually trail. we actually have a beach bike trail. A lot of people, you know, take their beach cruisers or their mountain bikes, and and you can ride literally from bar. the wedge at Newport Beach all the way. To Bolsa Chica, Sunset Beach, and between those places, there are a fair number of bars, and yeah, you could. And to think that he did, he had eight beers and he polished those off,
1: and like, and he was headed to the next five minutes, headed to the, the that That's
0: actually impressive. So
1: anyway, <laughs> the next the next day, this like traumatized me for a reasons that I don't need to explain again or on here. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, the next day I'm like, mm, got to text this dude, like he cannot be in my life. <laughs> so I sent him this text message I said, you know what? Really cool to meet you. It's so cool that you're from the same area that I'm from, but, um, yesterday gave me some serious PTSD. So <laughs> let's just, um, say, you know, we're not, we're not going to continue this friendship. I said I definitely had experienced some major PTSD from this situation.
0: You know growing growing up my my dad uh was allergic to alcohol and it's a gene that was passed on to me I and I can't I can't drink alcohol. I can I can sip a beer, I can sip some wine. Obviously pre-covid, you know that was more more allowable than now. I go but I've never in my life really In high school, yeah, I got drunk, and that was no good. In college, I probably did it again, really no good. But for most of my adult life, I don't drink. And sometimes people worry, like, "Oh, like, did you have a drinking problem?" I go, "I had the exact opposite. I can't. I literally cannot drink."
1: I know, and unfortunately, sometimes when you go on these dates, you're like, "Who? I could really use a glass." I I could (laughs) probably
0: use something. I remember I went. I went out with someone and her, and her drink du jour was Jack and Coke. And it's like, it, I remember her saying to me like, yeah, Yo, you wanna try this? And I'm like, I've never had Jack and Coke. I mean, I literally took like the teeny
1: tiniest
0: sip and I'm like, wow, that is strong. That is, that is, strong. Like, that is like a <clears throat> serious drink. And then she, I think was a regular and she was,
1: Slamming up, she right? was throwing
0: the jacket coats back, and I was like, Wow, okay, you know
1: if that's your thing, whatever. Yeah, but that, that is one thing that I put in my dating profile. Yeah, like if you have to get drunk to have fun, don't swipe, like, move on because I'm not about that.
0: Yeah, I'm looking and seeing that we have quite a number of people in the wisdom community uh, logged on and listening to us. And we really appreciate you listening to our first effort at a podcast. I'm just wondering if anyone is out there has had, you know, a fun or funny story, or maybe even a bad story about online dating. And if they're willing to come on with Michelle and I and talk to us about what that was like, and you know, what are, what are the red flags that you look for nowadays, obviously someone who drinks to excess is not going to fit well with Michelle. It's an interesting landscape these days because I've been in technology since 1989. Out of college, I was quite fortunate. Uh, Right out of college, my first job was with IBM and I've worked for different companies, Computerland. I was an Apple rep for a very long time. I worked for some internet startups. So I've always been immersed in technology and it's interesting the where we're at now compared to like 1995 when the internet was really in its infancy and everyone was using dial-up modems and you know now everyone's using high-speed access we now basically since the iPhone came out in 2007 we're basically carrying a computer in our hand and we can have access to people at a whim i mean not just phone calls and texting but our ability to use these apps day to day to meet new and interesting people, sometimes maybe not so interesting, maybe not so new, like the lady <laughs> who accidentally gave the phone number to the guy that she'd already met one time before. I mean, I, I think because we try to stay within, you know, a certain certain distance, you know, we, we wanna meet people that live in our community. And sometimes, we, sometimes Sometimes, I mean, I've-
1: have, Wait, I have a question. Go ahead. Have you ever been traveling and stuck your dating app on travel mode?
0: No. That's that, a thing. Is that a thing?
1: That is a thing.
0: What What does that mean? That That means you want to meet someone so when like, you're, you happen to be cruising through San Jose and- Yeah, so and, say if
1: I go back east. Okay. Right, and I'm hanging at my mom's house and I have this thing on travel mode. Not, this actually did happen because yeah, because all back the- East and I came out here, I had it on travel mode and it was popping up with dudes from California that were local to me. And I didn't even know that was a thing. So people actually will, if they go to a city, they can jump on and say like, Hey, you know, I'm um, in, in town for a week. Okay if anybody wants to go out or show me around or something like that
0: do you think do you think some of the people i mean this is part and parcel of dating apps these days i mean even people in their 40s and 50s and 60s there is a large contingent of people that use dating apps for just hooking up I mean the hookup culture is not limited to people in their twenties and thirties mm-hmm. It's like that's one of the things I hear over and over when I talk to my female mm-hmm. friends specifically is yeah I met this guy and after like one date it's like he's wanting to hook up and or he wants to be a friend' with benefits or uh what was the one I saw the other day oh e n m oh ethnic yeah.
1: ethic-
0: oh. ethical non monogamy
1: that's crazy yeah
0: and i what's interesting is that when you're on the dating apps, you start seeing these different terms like demisexual and pansexual and sapiosexual. It actually makes you have to do a little bit of Google searching, going, "What is that? <laughs> is it, like, what are they into?"
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, and so if nothing more, being on a dating app will expand your vocabulary
1: <laughs> more than
0: anything. So I'm that
1: here. is pretty funny. Oh. Nobody out there, nobody out there wants to come on and share their experience with us. I think it would be hilarious. We need, I'm sure there are stories that y'all have that you would love to share with us. I think it'd be great. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get somebody to jump on. Maybe we'll get someone to jump on.
0: You know, I've, I've, I've listened to the wisdom app for about a month now and I've got a fair number of followers, which is nice. Have you jumped
1: on? And been somebody's
0: guest? I have not yet, um, but I kind of wanted to, I wanted to be more the fly on the wall and listen and see how people engage. What I have noticed is that sometimes if you're on at different times and there's, there are certain uh, hosts that have certain topics, it seems like sometimes they have the same callers mm. calling in uh, multiple times. And you can tell by the way that they're interacting that they've developed a relationship with each other and they kind of have not
1: a dating they kind of have
0: a no they kind of have a shorthand with each other because they've communicated they communicated with each other the one thing that i did is i i thought it was interesting is that you can i think when you become more popular you can limit how much time each person uh, is allowed to talk <clears throat> like gotcha. when someone comes on and they're actually communicating with a host they are limited sometimes by uh, a timer right. i think i set ours at 20 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes okay which i think is a fair amount of time to tell a good story
1: yeah i wonder if you can bump that
0: up oh you can
1: really uh, i've
0: seen it. people as high as an hour and
1: because yeah, there are some good stories out there well
0: i think i think when when they're talking with people that, that that they know, and they want to communicate with, you know, they want to have a, a good stretch of time to to maybe catch up. I I noticed that there's if you go on in the middle of the night, there seems to be a fair number of people like in Australia and New Zealand uh, true, true, that have true. that, that, that have sense. their that have their podcasts up. And it, that's always interesting is that when uh, you have these people who are living in different countries, and there might be different cultural differences. It
1: would be fun to have an Aussie on. It would be fun
0: to have an Aussie on, absolutely. Or Brit. Or Brit <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's you know the the one thing that we're looking for more than anything is we're looking for that one person to connect with. I think that's the end goal of dating apps. It's always been my opinion. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. Dating apps do nothing more than provide us doors or opportunities to meet people that we would normally never meet in the wild or live. And it's what, it's our choice whether to walk through that door and really engage with that person or not. You know, because I think the days of two people reaching for the same mango at the same time and
1: the the the
0: hands are touching and the sparks. Oh my God. I met him in the produce aisle.
1: Uh, I think in the height of COVID, um, it it was the else Would you meet somebody? Everything was shut down. The world was shut down. I
0: think, I think COVID put a massive wrinkle in online dating. Um, I know that I took my profiles offline for about That's a year.
1: Cute. That was the best. I was on there during COVID <laughs> just wrong. for the entertainment factor. Are you kidding me?
0: Okay, well, how many people are on dating apps just for the entertainment factor, <laughs> not actually to meet the one? They're no, just...
1: Well, no, I mean, that was, that was the end goal. But, you know, just sitting there every night <clears throat> and flipping through profiles, really bad. So I would get my male clients yes. involved. And I can't remember if it was Match or Zeus, but we'd be flipping through. And this is the terrible thing. And th- have you seen that show, Love is Blind? I have not. So the concept is completely opposite of what the dating app is. So they is.
0: have to be, they're completely they're, blindfolded. They're,
1: no, They're in two separate rooms. They can't see each other and they have to converse.
0: Oh, so they have to talk to each other without... The physical connection, you can't see them.
1: Exactly. Okay. Because what do you do on a dating app? So the joke was.
0: The dating app, the very first thing is like going, I mean, it's it's the, the old adage, mm, do I see myself sleeping with this person? Or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And then it's like, swipe right, swipe left.
1: Yeah, so anyway, my clients would be standing over top of me, because of course, they've been married, you know, 20 some years, right? And um, the guys. And I'd be going, (laughs) I hit the X button, swipe, swipe. And they're like, you're terrible. You didn't even read the profile. I'm like, look, I mean, the first thing you see is the picture, right? So if you can't get past the picture, I mean.
0: What's interesting is that I don't know if this is, I've encountered this where say a woman has a woman for me has five or six photos you would think that they would put their best photo first they actually put their worst photo first really because what that forces men to do is to actually click on the profile and then look at the other photos
1: yeah but are they going to if the if the first picture is so bad
0: well i think i think one of those things Or, this is what I look like on a Sunday morning with no makeup. I'm wearing a sundress and flip flops. This is what's going on. And then all the others, you know, they're like, you know, in the business attire or they seemed a little more dressed up. And you're like, that first photo is terrible compared to all the other photos. He
1: told me to switch my photo on my profile. Well, yeah, your first Jeep went up. Well, your first one was
0: a little fuzzy.
1: really yeah it was a little fun the
0: the jeep one
1: i like the (laughs) jeep the fuzzy
0: the jeep one the jeep one was kind of cool because you know it's it's your your colors your your color of your jeep is very unique and but it but it it's you know we can see you coming from a mile away but (laughs) (laughs) but the, the interesting thing is I would you know I'm I ask questions I'm inquisitive so I ask would ask them I go you know I noticed that your very first photo, it was like, no makeup, like, this is as bad as it gets. I go, why did you put that as your first photo, like the first thing that a man would see? And, and then they said, for exactly the reason you think. Wow. It's like, they want, they want the raw, uncut, unphotoshopped photo out there first, and if a guy goes, wow, she's still attractive. She's still cute. And then move on to the other photos oh, and you're like, God wow, amazing. she looks, she looks amazing.
1: I've be doing that. Well, definitely it seems,
0: it that. seems to be something that is happening more and more uh, that I've encountered recently. The ones that I don't like, well, I call it the, the La Familia photo. It's like when you, you click on someone's profile and there's one photograph and it's like, The Thanksgiving dinner with the family photograph, and there's like a dozen people, and you're going, Which one is it?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So
0: it's like, Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, mom and dad and the uncles, okay, you know, the old auntie, I'm hoping it's not old auntie. And then you're going, Okay, it's like a process of elimination. Like, okay, it's maybe one of these two.
1: No, I like when they, a lot. I told you Maria where Maria and I were going to do that. We we're going to take a picture yes. with the two of us and put it on as our profile. And then I was going to put it on mine and she was going to have it on hers. And we would have been the Dos Marias.
0: The Dos <laughs> Marias. Dos <laughs> <Those laughs> Marias. That, that'd be which, good.
1: Which girl really is the statement profile? You've well, got to figure it out.
0: Both you and Maria are very blonde. And so <laughs> it's like. Okay, Maria is not exactly an Anglo name. And so when whenever people meet her, they go, You're Maria
1: That's
0: <laughs> so funny. Because she's very blonde and a very Southern California gal, and it's like it's kinda of funny when you introduce people and introduce people to her. It's like they they always kinda of like do a Okay.
1: She's going to love the fact that we're talking about her. Oh, she's
0: going to hate it.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so what do you think? Should we wrap up? And uh, unless somebody wants to come on in the next... I Mm -hmm. see that we're at 30
0: listeners. So is that a a good thing, Wisdom Community, or is that a bad thing? I don't know. If anyone is interested just to come on to say hello, just for a few minutes, it would be fantastic to talk to someone out in the community. Uh, Again, we're going to be doing this on a weekly basis, maybe even uh, twice a week, just kind of keeping the podcast to under an hour uh, seems to be the ideal out there. Um, I've listened to a bunch of different uh, podcasts on Wisdom. And when I catch the the, re- the rewind, usually they're about an hour long. Um, it seems like there's some people who are very chatty who are just talking way into the night. Man, I think
1: a half an hour is long enough. Half
0: an hour, half an hour to an hour at the most. Well, you never know if we get a good if we have a yeah, good guest on and they true. can they can tell their their stories.
1: That's what I'm looking forward
0: to. Uh, the, the different stories of people out there dating in the online communities. You know, again, like one of the apps that I I definitely like is is Bumble. I actually
1: Well, and you said okay Cupid too. Okay
0: Cupid is good because I can I don't like when they, can, they limit how much you can actually write, which I think is kind of ridiculous. They limit you to a hundred characters. It's like, how do I explain who I am in a hundred characters? It's like, that's impossible. I actually was speaking to a friend of mine. She told me a, a, a crazy statistic. I mean, she's a very attractive lady. And she was telling me that when she first came on to this one particular dating app, that she was getting close to a hundred characters. Messages a day. I'm
1: telling you, she had zero filters. There's she no must,
0: way <laughs> she must have had no filters. I
1: mean, either she looks like Pamela Anderson.
0: She, she's very attractive,
1: or she had not her.
0: Pamela, not Pamela Anderson, but she's very attractive. But it's like I'm like went a hundred messages a day, and then she went on. She goes, yeah, and I have actually I ha- I had to remote I had to help her and remote into her computer to show her how to block people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would guess.
0: So remember when I remoted in to show you how to use, you know, load the maps oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I did the same. She's <laughs> like, there's some people that are messaging me like
1: yeah, twice then, a day, okay.
0: like every day for a month.
1: So here's a question. Sure. And this is why I like hearing the guy's perspective versus the girl's perspective. Um, when you start having a conversation, at what point do you give yourself a number? Do you like Pulling give the- it right away?
0: I don't. I mean, I actually have to have a little bit of a conversation with someone. What's What's interesting is I would say most of the people that I filter out and don't give the number to, it's like, I just, you know, in reading your messages, you're just like, okay, it's just, we're not a good fit. And But if, but if I do feel that you're a good fit, there was one I, there was one that I was looking at uh, recently and, and they, ticked a lot of boxes and we gave each other each other's phone numbers and I think the first time we ended up talking, it was like a three hour conversation. Which wow. is and honestly it it flew by so fast that we had no idea it was a three plus hour conversation. And in every conversation since then it's been, you know, it's they've been long. They've been long conversations.
1: Is this somebody that you're... Yes,
0: I'm meeting her tomorrow.
1: Oh, I do tell.
0: <laughs> no, I can't. We're, we're meeting to after I meet her tomorrow. So
1: wait, have you met her in person yet?
0: I have not.
1: Okay, so she, all right. So she, lives,
0: she lives in the mountains.
1: Let's talk about the process. Yes. So you go on, okay, I'm gonna tell you girls' perspective and then you tell me guys' perspective. So pretty much depending on the app, right, they're all a little different, but. Go on, you got like ten matches or whatever for the day. And the the first thing I do is unfortunately look at their picture and then We
0: all do. I think I think that's unfortunately one of our litmus tests.
1: It one hundred percent is. It's the first thing you see. But
0: but the thing is, if if they give you if they only give you this, if every photo is just a close up of their face, are you suspicious? Uh, like maybe well,
1: I don't know that I've ever seen just a close up of the face. Usually it's some
0: like the dudes are always like the, the bathroom selfies like bathroom, a bathroom selfies required
1: bathroom selfies are a definite no. <laughs> definite no <laughs> as is the pillow selfie. The shirtless pillow selfie. The so shirtless anyway, the shirtless through. pillow
0: selfie. Well, the the one thing I joke I joke with with Michelle about this, I go the bathroom male selfie is like the oops. I took a photo from above down at my cleavage. robust cleavage by accident. My shirt happens to be open. It's like the bathroom selfie, and, and then the, the I'm gonna, every photo is cleavage, oh. you know, and it's just like, okay, this obviously is a selling point for her.
1: Obviously. <laughs>
0: obviously. I did go out with someone one time and I think she referenced talking a little more adult talk here. She kept referencing over and over her double D's Ugh. and it was, it was, and it was like our first <clears throat> date and it was like, boy, she's referenced her double D's about a dozen times. Did I'm going
1: like, like, <laughs> you were on the conversation and with I'm kind of like, I'm kind of
0: like, is, is she, is she selling me on the oh. double D's is, is she maybe wanted to do a trip to Victoria's Secret? I don't know. Like, why does she keep bringing this up over and over and over again? Again, we had we had a nice date, and we had a good conversation, but you know, it, we just weren't a good fit. Oh my gosh! But it was like it was kind of odd, though. She just kept saying over and over, "Well, you know, guys like me because of you know, you know."
1: Okay, so <laughs> so going back to the process. So you look I'm at the picture. And you're like, Yeah, all right, it's a maybe. And then you go flipping through all the pictures or do you go through to the profile? If, if it, I typically will go to the profile. I
0: read I will read the profile <laughs> and then I'll maybe go back to the photographs and look at the different photographs. Like the gal that I'm seeing tomorrow, she had twenty photographs.
1: Holy moly. Yeah. Were she, there any cleavage pictures? Actually, no. Oh, no, That's fine.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that.
1: Okay, so then you flip through the pictures, you look at the profile, and she and she's, and then you she's very. That.
0: You could tell she's athletic and sporty, and right. you know, she lives in the mountains.
1: So if you've got common interests, yes, then do you text your own message, or do you use one of those blank ones, or you just do the cheesy "Hi"?
0: I do never, I will never say just hi. I, you know, I'll, I'll just mention, I'll say hello. And if, if their first name is listed, I'll, I'll put their first name down and I'll say, you know, I, I read your profile and saw your photos. I'm really interested in learning more about you. And because most online dating profiles are very limited. I mean, you might have a paragraph here or a sentence there, but, you can't really get down to the, to the gist of who they are by just an online dating profile. I always looked at it as just those are brushstrokes of who I am. The, the exception is OkCupid. I got kind of crazy. This was pre-COVID. I got kind of crazy one night, and, and I'm a little bit of a writer. And so I just started writing on OkCupid. It turned out it was bordering on manifesto length. I mean, it was, it was really long. And the weird thing about it was people who are more into reading versus just, you know, looking at the photos. I actually would receive messages every so often from someone saying, I don't think we're a match, but that was a very excellent or detailed profile, Interesting. which, which, is, which I thought, okay, well, the people who are going to go and read that long profile. It's going to resonate with them or it's not, which is actually kind of, which I would prefer. I would prefer if someone says, yeah, I don't think that that person I'll show it to you later. It is wordy, but it, it's just one of those strange things. Like the person who's going to connect with me, they're going to be like, Oh, okay. He really kind of laid out who he is, like the things he's interested in the things that are important to him in his life. And I think once we get to this age, 50s, 56 here. I think we're looking for that one person to just continue our life's journey with more than anything. You know, I, I always look at it as, you know, I want that amazing chapter two.
1: All right. So let me ask you this. Please. Would you have kids at this point in your life?
0: No, not <laughs> a chance in the world. Um, yeah. It's been a question that was asked of me uh, once I was divorced when I was 51. And 50 51. And I had to I really sit down and ask myself a question. And that question was, would I still be interested in meeting someone, say maybe in their early 40s, they hadn't had children? And I was kind of I was kind of an albatross out there in terms of oh, pardon me, a unicorn. Whereas I was married for a long time, but we didn't have children. That was not intentional. We had to go through IVF a couple of times, and unfortunately, <laughs> we unsuccessful. There was a point in my life in my 30s and 40s where the possibility of children, meaning babies, was still there. Once I hit 50, like that door closed. Mm. But if I were to meet someone who had children, absolutely, I would accept them into my life wholly. Mm. Uh, most of the people that I'm meeting, they're kind of at that age where their children there aren't children anymore. I mean, yeah. they're adults. And sometimes yeah. they're still living at home. Sometimes they're off to college. Sometimes they are—they have their own careers already and they're, they're off in the world. And sometimes the person I meet who's like maybe in their 50s or late 50s, they, they have grandchildren now and that's part of their life. And that has to be all part of the package. But in terms of meeting someone to want to have children in their 50s, Absolutely not. No. That's not a possibility. <clears throat> and even after I got divorced, I had to really sit down and think about it because I did go out on, I think I was on match and I did have a bunch of what I call groundhog day dates Ooh. where they were all kind of the same
1: baby mamas. Do they they No, babies? it wasn't baby
0: mamas. It was women who were business professionals who were usually in their early to mid forties and they look at me, and I'm divorced, and I write, I was married 16 years, you know, been divorced a year, no children. And then they're like, okay, I don't have to deal with the ex mm. and the kids. Oh uh, yeah. Go and next. so I was a unicorn of sorts, and they go, they just gravitate to me, these business professionals in their 40s. And many times on a first date, they would come straight out and say,
1: I want to have kids.
0: I want to have children. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, these are people who are used to talking with other people and they, and they're alphas and they have no issue basically saying, my clock is kicking and I need to get after this soon. So
1: I need some swimmers. I (laughs) I, (laughs) Do you have any eligible? Yeah,
0: I did. I did. All men do up to a certain age. But it was it was one of those things. I had already asked myself that question. I said, I just don't see having babies at 52 or 53 years oh, old. Hell no. You know, I, I actually had a friend, a college friend, and he and his wife had troubles having children first. They ended up having their first son in their 30s. They thought they were free and clear because she had issues getting pregnant. Next thing you know, I get the phone call. Hey, guess what? And I'm like going, Oh my god, what is it? Cancer? Oh my you know, you get that phone call at 50, and you're like, you're starting to worry. And he goes, Oh, my wife is pregnant. And you're like going, what? Whoa, you're 50. Like, how did that happen? Thankfully, well,
1: we, know how it we know how it
0: happened. It, it was a shock to them as well. But I think their oh, wow. son was about 12 was when the 12. other baby was born. <laughs> In freaking way. Yeah, and it and yeah, that's kind of the way I feel. See,
1: that would be another good topic. What was that? On how many guys out there had been sequestered by um, sperm seekers? <laughs> 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 sperm donors.
0: That's true. It seemed like you were in either one or two boats. Like you either got together with one person during COVID, and you decided let's lock down together. Or you Generally. went the opposite direction like I did. It's like, okay, I'm going to ride to the beach by myself and just not interact with anybody. It it seems like the general consensus was during COVID that it either solidified your relationship or it blew your relationship or your marriage completely apart because you're like, wow, we're both home every. Damn, and Every I'm ready minutes. to choke the life out of my husband. <laughs> I
1: didn't have to experience You didn't
0: that, have to experience, oh, that's no. good. So, oh, wow. We're almost we at 40.
1: I think we should call it a night.
0: We're going to call it a night. Yeah. So does anyone on the wisdom community want to come on for just a minute and just say hello, or give us some advice as to how better to serve the community? Uh, I think it's important to have different voices, different ideas. You know, Michelle and I have been talking about this podcast for some time and we thought it was an interesting idea of having both a male and a female voice talking about, you know, what it's like to date in our 50s. you know, we're in our 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, because it seemed like the majority of the podcasts that were out there for people who are dating, not only in this time, but in the age bracket that we're defining
1: it's all women.
0: And so women
1: drinking, wine. women
0: drinking wine. It's, you know, you can go on to dating over 50 and I don't think there's a single man in any of those podcasts. It's usually one woman who might be, you know, a psychologist or an MFT, or you have two women, and there's one that's even three women. And Mm -hmm. I've gone on to listen to hours and hours of those podcasts. And it seems. Man to, bashing. It's, a, it's man bashing. It's complaining. It's, <laughs> oh, I met this guy and, you know, he said that he made this, he said that he made, you know, 250K and then he pulled up in a Camry. You know, <laughs> it's like, and so it's, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, what exactly were you expecting? Oh, but it's, the, there are so many stories, so many good, bad, and uglies. Has anyone out there actually? met or talked to a friend who met their significant other or husband on line dating?
1: I mean, I know that there, I know people that have had success success stories meeting their significant others um, online. I'm not sure if any marriages, I think actually one marriage did come out of an online that I, I know of. I know
0: a lot of relationships. I don't know anyone who's actually, tied the knot from meeting someone online. What's interesting is that a lot of people, and this has happened to me, when you run into the friends and then you you do the question, oh, how did you guys meet? And then you actually have to have that conversation with the person you're with saying, are we gonna tell them that we met on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we gonna tell them that we met on Tinder? Or are we just gonna tell a story like, oh, we just happened to be at the, the same dinner party and the next thing you know, voila, we're dating. So that's actually a conversation I think that people have to have with each other. How what are we gonna tell our I friends? I think it's
1: pretty acceptable. Today. I
0: think it's I think it's more acceptable today than it was in the past. Yeah. But hundred percent. Yeah, but like which app are we going to tell them we met on? Because it seems like there's so many specialized apps. I mean, going yeah,
1: sp- it wasn't the first one, MySpace.
0: Well, my yeah, MySpace. I mean, just looking at the the dating apps that I wrote down: Bumble, Match, Zeus, Tinder, OK Cupid, uh, Coffee Meat Bagel. Meet mindful our time, which oh, is Oh wait,
1: what was the cougar one?
0: <laughs> there I'm getting down there. Meet mindful our time, which is for people who are fifty plus. My niece jokingly, when she saw that I was on our time, called it old timers.
1: Oh, that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, she's like, She'll are you still on that old timer app? Hinge, plenty of fish. Oh
1: actually, Madison. Isn't that the one where yeah. one of them is? And married? then wait,
0: and then I'm gonna get to that one. And then some of the others that i I looked at and they came up high in the search queue for Apple apps was one is called Badu, one is called HUD, the other is called Hilly Dating. I have no idea what that one is. How
1: about hinge that's like hinge a- is,
0: hinge is good. I've used that in the past. I
1: think that's a lot of. And then, well, kids are
0: on that we keep trying to get you or one of your friends to join Cougar Dating. Yes. To see what that one's all about. <laughs> Obviously, it's not about it's not about banging game out on the Serengeti. I think, yeah. Well, I think that's another topic of conversation for oh, women yeah. who are older when they get hit up with these guys who are twenty five or twenty nine or thirty, saying, "Hey." You know, don't you want to go out with me? Look, I'm young and strong and and virile, and it was like, mm, I don't think so. Maybe some women are into that, but I think for the most part, no.
1: Uh, there are actually multiple cougar dating apps. I'm multiple
0: right cougar now. dating apps. The,
1: the number one cougar dating app. The
0: number one. Oh, that was the one I I saw. The cougar dating cougar
1: dating hookup. The
0: cougar dating hookup website.
1: Cougar dating mature women. My goodness. I think we seeking what? sugar.
0: Seeking sugar.
1: That's actually a thing.
0: Is that the sugar mm. daddy and sugar baby?
1: Oh, concept.
0: Concept is of out cougar, there.
1: Cougar ones. How many Let's coo- see. One. Do you think two? A, about a half
0: a dozen three, cougar four, dating. Five,
1: six. There's six of them. Just but, for cougars. But
0: sometimes I wonder how many of these apps are just fleecing people of their money. Yeah, right. When you you go onto a cougar dating app and then the women are just ridiculously beautiful. So
1: What's it called when men older men are hitting up younger women?
0: That's that's you want a sugar that's called life. Sugar sugar <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Well, sugar baby sugar is baby. a man wanting to date oh. and take care of a younger woman.
1: How about sugar daddy?
0: Sugar daddy, daddy is, you
1: know Yeah. Sugar meat. What's that? There's one called Sugar Me.
0: Sugar Me, okay. Let's see, so like well, I'm and then y- you were mentioning that the one that seems to make the news every so often, Ashley Madison, and that's where people who are, well, I like my husband, but I just want to have a little bit extra on the side. I'm have a little cake? A little, little, little bit extra. Well, I don't know if that would fall under the ENM, the ethical non-monogamy. I think most of the people who say that, oh, my partner knows.
1: Yeah, gotta love that. The partner about the, Glamboo, luxury dating? Glamboo. Glamboo. Yeah, it's
0: all, yeah, my, my partner knows or my husband knows that I'm on this app. Oh, I need to meet 50 miles out of town, and you are going to be the one that oh, pays, pays for the hotel. Said,
1: wait, goodbye penny pinchers. Meet successful people. No more swiping. Men apply. Women decide. We have elegance. Quality dates. Join the revolution. Which one is this? It's called Glamboo. <laughs> Luxury Glambo. date.
0: Glamboo. Oh, I, they have a 4.7 rating. Meet
1: successful people.
0: Interesting. I've not heard of Glamboo. I've not
1: either.
0: I think the one thing where everyone's out there trying to build the better mousetrap. Right. And I think because we live in this culture that is dominated by media. Oh,
1: whoa, wait, here you go. What I don't it? believe this app is real. Five stars to get your attention. Have this guy ask me for my bank information. Don't give it out. I haven't given him any of my info. He tends to tell me he's going to send me $2,400 weekly. <laughs> I asked him to send me a Venmo or Cash App and he got angry with me. Okay, so there's another topic, that how to get scanned. Don't use Glamboo.
0: Don't use Glamboo. Glamboo is for scammers? Well, we're not going to disparage Glamboo.
1: Glamboo is a scamboo. We
0: think (laughs) Glamboo is a scamboo? Well, it's possible. You never know. I mean, the, the one, my favorite one is always, and this has happened to me different times, where you meet someone and you want to get your messaging and you want to get to the next level, which is, okay, let's have a phone conversation. And then they do the, I have a really bad cell phone. Oh, my I mean, cell phone! is it a bad voice? My my, as, well, yeah, because <laughs> his name his name is. Uh, Squeaky. Yeah, his name is you know Hakim, and he's in Nigeria.
1: Oh, there you, <laughs> go. There you go. Yes, I you know, can know, talk I, to you. I don't want to disparage any upset. of
0: the the Hakims in the world, but <laughs> and you always get the well, you know, it would be much easier for us to talk or FaceTime if you were to go down to the Apple store and buy me a new iPhone 13 and send it to oh me. My and, and the thing that's amazing about that is yeah, obviously it's a scam, but you wonder how many people they have on the hook for the same scam. Mm. You know, and, and those people sometimes are a little easy cause they're always asking you for your name. They're always asking you, Oh, can you send me a recent photo? And it's like, you know my name. You've seen my photos. Like, why do you? Because they can't keep. You know, they've got twenty uh, or thirty different people they're juggling to try to get the free iPhone, and like one of these guys is going to come through, and yeah,
1: scammer man. Yeah, a scammer. I almost got scammed today. You gotta be careful. Out That's there true. That if
0: anyone them. needs a really nice set of e-bikes in Huntington Beach, Michelle is selling her e-bikes. That's
1: right too. Two of <laughs> them. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up.
0: We're, okay, so, we're going to wrap it we're up. We're going
1: to wrap it up.
0: We um, thank the 40-plus people who are listening to us today, and we look forward to having different topics of conversation. Hopefully, we interest you to the point to where you're willing to engage with us. I'm thinking that this, since this is the first time that we're jumping on, people are just kind of listening to see who we are, what we're talking about, when I listen to wisdom, sometimes in the middle of the night, there are some very interesting- yeah,
1: But you don't know. It might not version. be in the middle of the night in another this co- part of the country. This is true. It might be
0: New Zealand, it could right. could
1: be first thing in the morning. So it's you true. just never know. That's true
0: because New York is three hours ahead because we're on the left coast.
1: That's right. And
0: so that's true. I didn't think about that.
1: Yes, yes. But
0: in the, in the middle of the night, sometimes there's interesting conversations with people talking to themselves. <laughs> I've noticed that about well, the, the mean, wisdom
1: How does that, how does that work? So if we want to do this, if you're at your house and I'm at my house,
0: well, you would come I'll on, just be your you guest. You'd just come on as a guest and we sure. can have a conversation together. Like it seems like a lot of people in the wisdom community have those people, especially if they've developed uh, a podcast over, you know, the last six months, they have very specific people who call in, and talk to them. And you can tell by the shorthand, by the way they converse with each other, they they, kind of know each other, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in person, but through the app, which I think is wonderful. I mean, you get to listen to a lot of different people, a lot of different ideas. And that's what Michelle and I are basically doing. We're trying to give a different voice to what it's like to be dating over 50.
1: right. Did you right, so Did if, you really
0: think you were going to be dating no. at 50? Oh my
1: gosh, I remember when I was married saying, I don't ever want to have to date again. Uh, and here I am. So here we I are. think the next one we should talk about are top three. Um, best
0: dates or worst dates?
1: Mm. Or
0: did, would you have a different idea?
1: No, that's where I was going to go. I was going to say worst, but maybe we should do best
0: I think, I think worst is a good place to start because it seems that there's a fair amount. I mean, you listen to the, the other over 50 podcasts. It seems like my God, they are dating people who are bordering on serial killer bill, you know, or I met, went out with this guy one time and he's stalking me at work. He's stalking me at home. Yeah. and
1: I got, I got a stalker story. I'll share.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, and it's, We'll
1: tune in next time for that.
0: Because of all the information that's being gathered on us on a day-to-day basis, once they know how old you are, what city you live in, and if they well, have your they first- They you
1: by your cell number.
0: Cell number.
1: That's
0: why And they have your yeah, first and last name. That's scary. For me personally, once you have my first and last name, you can find all my social media because, I am the only Eric P in the United States. I'm it. I'm one of one. Wow. And if you want to know how I came to that conclusion, there is a website called howmanyofme.com and you put your first and last name in and you hit search and it tells you how many people are named Michelle, and then you put your last name in and it tells you how many people have your last name. And then it tells you how many people in the United States, using the census data, have your name combined. And most of the time, you know, people will come up and they'll have twenty or thirty or sometimes even hundreds of people with the exact same name.
1: See, I'm I am
0: one of one.
1: I think that's another episode. Talk about what kind what, of information.
0: What information are you willing are you to willing give? To give up? Like
1: and how soon?
0: And again, sometimes if it feels like a person is eliciting information out of you, that's like, gee, what's your birthday? Oh, what's your dog's name? You know, what what is your? Oh, what's your mother's maiden name? What's her heritage? It's like these are all things that what's you. What's
1: your Zelle account?
0: What's your Zelle? What's your Zelle account? Heard. Do you have PayPal? What's your
1: Venmo?
0: Do, do you have PayPal? I can send you. I can send you a hundred dollars. Can you hold that for me? You know, can you please help me with my South American money laundering operation?
1: There you go. Oh my
0: gosh. All right.
1: So what do you say next Monday night?
0: Next Monday night. Tune in. So we'll put up a time, uh, right now we, I think we started around 7.30 Pacific time. So maybe we'll shoot for a little bit earlier. We'll shoot for like 6 p.m. Pacific time. So then that's 9 p.m. East coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's not too terribly late on the East Coast. We really look forward to engaging with the Wisdom community. And we thank everyone for indulging (laughs) us for this hour or so that we've been on.
1: Hey, and I'm gonna shamelessly plug my- Shamelessly plug away. My Instagram is uh, Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness. So follow me on Instagram um, and uh, you can get some good, health and wellness advice out there. So it's at coach Michelle with one L at coach Michelle M fitness. is M in Mary
0: coach, Michelle one L M fitness, all one word yep. at Instagram dot, at, at, at her IG account. Yep. So that's, that's wonderful. Michelle lives in orange County at the beach and she is a fitness trainer. She does individualized programs. Correct.
1: Yeah. And group training.
0: And do you do, do you do nutrition also?
1: I do. And I actually specialize in um, perimenopause and menopausal females also um, branching off into the the cycling uh, arena as well. And seeing
0: some of the before and after photos of the people who are your clients. I mean, you've had some really good success. Obviously we live in a place, I mean, today. In Southern California, I hate saying it. It was eighty degrees. Was it, 80? it was eighty? <laughs> it was eighty degrees and sunny. It was eighty degrees and sunny. I mean, it's supposed to cool off, but you know, technically we're still in February. Love it. And you know, we are very fortunate to have the weather that we do. We went for a bike ride, both Michelle and I on Saturday, and it was 70, 75 degrees and sunny, and it was a beautiful day. It was. And we're so blessed That's to have for sure such amazing weather but we're going to say good night to everyone on the wisdom community and again we thank everyone for listening to eric and michelle and we thank you for your time
1: and daisy and daisy <laughs> good night
0: i would like to thank everyone out there in the podcast community that was episode one of the what he said she said podcast with eric and michelle and now a word from one of our sponsors
1: hi my name michelle I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and post-menopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach. As I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle aged belly and just downright exhausted, I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind body transformation 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone. Restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.